my teeth and shake a tail fin A bikini babe, catching a road wave A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cave All the buff dudes, safe on the beach food They're gonna need a bigger boat and barrels real soon I'm a sea king, a CGI thing I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve Coates. This week, I am talking about Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws, from 2015. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I absolutely loved Ghost Shark. I had an absolute blast in that movie. I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was really well done. Whether, like, between the acting, the effects, and even just the story, it was interesting, it was fun. So, I was very excited to check out Ghost Shark 2. I did a little bit of research before I actually started watching the movie, and I'm glad I did because it it's going to help me look at the movie in a different kind of light. Because this movie, or at least the concept of this movie particularly, has been around since before Ghost Shark, which came out in 2013. So, it's not actually a sequel to Ghost Shark, unfortunately. That kind of sucks, but I guess the two guys who directed it, um, it was directed by Johnny Hall and Andrew Todd. It takes place in New Zealand, so I believe that that's where they're from, and I think this started off as maybe like a concept short, like they made a short film, and then they turned it into a feature film later on. So this actually has absolutely no relation to Go Shark, the first one. Very similar concept, obviously, but yeah, no relation. So this isn't a sequel to anything. It's just uh, just a random movie that just has it just Go Shark Two, Urban Jaws. I, it's weird. Although honestly, reading that before watching the movie was very helpful because it helped set different expectations for the movie. Because if I had watched this movie expecting an actual sequel to Go Shark. I, I would have been very disappointed in this movie, more so than I was, but I don't know. Um, the poster expectations for this, it's a very basic poster. It's just a shark fin silhouette, and there's a city inside. So basically, I'm expecting a ghost shark terrorizing either a whole city or, at the very least, like a town or something. It's a simple poster, but I actually kind of like it. But as I said earlier, the unfortunate thing this movie has going for it is it's called Ghost Shark 2, and it's not a sequel to Ghost Shark. But let's see if they can live up to at least some of my expectations, and let's dive in. We start off with the title card that fades into a definition of Ghost Shark. 1. Undead spirit of a marine predator. A. Thirsty for vengeance. B. Can swim through water, ice, and even steam. And then we are in Auckland, New Zealand. A girl goes into an apartment carrying a bottle of wine. Someone sneaks up behind her as she unlocks the door. She drops the bottle of wine, and we see a small ghost shark fin go into the floor. Already, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why is this ghost shark in a bottle of wine? Where did it come from? What is happening? I have no idea. As the man assaults her, he starts choking and spewing water from his mouth. He falls to the floor and is dragged away. The woman runs from her apartment into the hall. She stops. Her eyes turn red. She falls to the floor, and then she's dragged away. And then we cut to a dock, and we can hear 
over a phone message, someone saying there must be a serial killer on the loose. It sounded like uh, two cops talking or something like that. That's what the message kind of sounded like. So we got two men sitting on the dock, Jack and Tony. Jack is the mayor, and Jack's name is Jack Broody. So it's it's basically a fucking Mickey take on Brody, Chief Brody from Jaws. So we got a Jaws reference in here because because of course we had to have one, right? We always got to have a Jaws reference in a shark movie. We don't. We we don't need to make a Jaws reference in every shark movie. Like it's a shark movie. It was inspired by Jaws. We get it. Jack is the mayor and he's trying to tell Tony he doesn't need to worry about Ghost Shark anymore. Jack is throwing some bread into the water and Tony tells him to stop feeding the fish. Jack then tells Tony that they defeated it and they don't need to worry about it anymore. So this feels like them describing the first movie in this series that wasn't made. (laughs) Like that's kind of what this feels like. Jack asks Tony if he's still going to his meetings and Tony flips out. He's traumatized by whatever ghost shark activity happened before. Like this guy is fucked now. Like He's crazy. He's basically the doomsayer now. Outside City Hall, Jack is being hounded by reporters, asking if the murders are going to interfere with his re-election, and he tells everyone to get the fuck out of his face. And he says it, he's like, get the fuck out of my face! So, yeah, his chances of being re-elected seem pretty fucking slim at this point. Um, Although, the fucking mayor from Jaws got re-elected, because he was in the second movie, so I mean, I don't know, maybe this guy does stand a fucking chance, who knows. We cut to a park, and some dude is watching some mimes, And he seems to think this is the greatest thing ever because he's clapping like an asshole and just having a grand old time. Like, I've never seen a grown man that excited about mimes before. And I don't think he, like, was mentally handicapped or anything, but maybe he just really... Maybe some people just really like mimes. I don't get it. I think they're fucking stupid, but I'm going off the fucking deep end here. He looks over and he sees some girl eating a popsicle like very seductively and she waves him over with her finger and offers him some popsicle and then he starts sucking on it seductively. Oh my, it's getting hot in here. And then he starts choking. Oh my. Oh no, he's he's she's choking. He's dying. <laughs> the girl tries to give him the Heimlich but he falls to the ground as his eyes turn red and he just dies. The girl looks up And the popsicle is floating in the air before it flies at her. So this is what kind of confused me. Because in the first Ghost Shark, again, I know this isn't a sequel, but at least in the other Ghost Shark movie, yeah, the Ghost Shark was like, yeah, it was in water, it was in steam and all this stuff. But like 95% of the time, we actually saw it in these things. I don't understand how this shark is in a popsicle and making the popsicle fly. I'm just very confused about the rules of Ghost Shark in this world. I know, I probably shouldn't be fucking concerned about that, but, well, fuck it, here we are. (laughs) We cut to the mayor on the phone, walking around, telling someone from the police that they need to catch this killer. I think the guy he's talking to is named Ira. We never actually meet him, but we'll hear him on the phone a few more times. The guy tells the mayor the victim's drowned. Jack acts all wily and tells the person on the other line that these details need to be kept secret. So I think he's already starting to suspect that this is a ghost shark and obviously he doesn't want this getting out. Jack then describes that before, when he lived in Port Isabel, they were attacked by a great white shark from beyond the grave and apparently everyone died. He didn't think there was any way the shark could have survived, but it looks like it's back. The mayor yells at the man that they need to get a handle on this. 
And then we cut to someone lying on the beach, and then we hear a woman screaming for help. The man gets up and starts yelling, Go away! Go away! Goddamn ghost shark! Then a man opens his eyes, so I guess this was a dream. His phone rings, and he goes to the bathroom where his phone is, and we can see all of his drains and taps are all taped off. So obviously he's afraid of, like, ghost sharks getting into his fucking house, I guess, because he's, like, cut himself off from water. What does this guy drink if he's just cutting himself off from water? Like, how does how is he alive? God damn, dude. He picks up the phone and, without missing a beat, says, What do you mean, New Zealand? So, like, he picks up the phone, doesn't even give the person the chance to say anything, but he already knows what they say. It's crazy. Maybe he's fucking psychic, and I just didn't pick up on that. I highly fucking doubt it, though. Then we cut to a commercial of Jack's competition for mayor, Marco Guerra. While some dude does some ironing, he turns the commercial off and calls uh, the guy a douche. He walks away, and his iron starts steaming. Now remember what we learned earlier in the movie, kids. Ghost sharks can go through steam. Something scary's gonna happen. He makes some food, and when he gets back, he sees the iron move and face him. The steam is sucked into his mouth, his eyes turn red, and he collapses on the floor, choking water. Again, this is how a lot of these people fucking die. It's kind of the same. And that is kind of my problem throughout this movie is, like, I wanted a little bit more gore and violence or to actually see the ghost shark. I don't know. Crazy thought, right? Tony is in a bar watching a mayoral debate on TV, and while the audio plays... We see the ghost shark dreaming guy arriving in an airport, and then we go to a parking lot. Um, I guess it takes place after the debate that Tony was watching on TV, and Guerra and Jack act all friendly, and they make dinner plans and shit. And then we go to a restaurant, and we see a couple on a date, probably a, a first date, uh, just by how fucking weird they were acting. They pay their bills, and the girl asks the guy what he's up to after this. He says, I don't know why. She smiles as some porn music comes on, and then we're in a shower, and these two are making out. And again, like, the porn music is playing hard still. And then one of their roommates is in bed. He's a dude. He hits the wall for them to quiet down. And then a second later, he lubes up his hand and, like, takes a trip to self-love. Like, he's like, oh, well, if they're not going to shut up, then I'm going to go, ooh. But unfortunately, after a couple of strokes... He looks concerned, he pulls his hands up, and they are bloody. He's pulled under the sheet and thrown around the room a bit. He's thrown back onto the bed, and as he's being attacked, the camera pans over, and his bottle of power lube says, Now water-based. So, Ghost Shark ate his dick. This poor man had his penis eaten by a ghost shark. New fear unlocked. Jack answers his phone in bed, and he gets a call that a ghost shark hunter has arrived. And I think this is this Ira guy that we keep hearing. So he goes in and he meets the man at his office. Jack says that Ira told them that he hasn't bathed for nine years. Fucking gross. So again, this guy has cut himself off from like all water somehow. And then asks uh, how he became a ghost shark expert and how many could there be. And then this guy's like, you want me to name how many? And Jack's like, uh, yeah, okay. One. Two, three, four, five, six. He stops at six, and Jack is like, oh, six, man, 
That, that, that's all right. That's not that bad. And then the man is like, 6,000? <laughs> like, and those are just the ones on record. God damn. So apparently there have been 6,000 ghost sharks on record. But nobody's fucking heard of them before. It's incredible. Jack goes over to his desk and he looks at a picture of Tony. He looks at the hunter and he says, there's someone I need you to meet. So Jack takes him to the dock where Tony is fishing. He introduces him. This hunter's name is Tom Logan. So he introduces him to Tony. Tony flips out and asks what a ghost shark hunter is doing there. And Jack is like, well, you know those killings? And Tony just freaks out like, no, we killed it. I saw it dead. Jack tells Tony that wasn't the only ghost shark, that there's thousands of them. Tony is like, God damn fucking shit, they can swim through water, they can swim through ice, they can swim through steam, for God's sakes. <laughs> Calm down, Tony, we already fucking know that. Jesus. Jack tells Tony uh, to be safe and then walks away. Tom looks at Tony for a moment, and Tony says the ghost shark is going to kill him. It's going to kill them all. They're all doomed! So yeah, he's he's the fucking doomsayer now. <laughs> like, that's his role in this. Jack then tells Tom that Tony was a naval commander and killed one of these things before. Jack then asks how long it's going to take to make this thing dead and to name his price, money, women, drugs, whatever he wants. Ah, uh, fuck, can I take all three? Jesus. It's so weird, like, he came all this way to hunt the ghost shark, but he's not decided if he's actually going to hunt the ghost shark yet or not. And, ugh, God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> After the montage, he's looking out at the city, and a woman comes up beside him, and we flash back to him and her having a picnic. He gives some speech about dandelions and proposes to her. She says she's going back to New Zealand, and he says he's coming with her, and she says yes, and it's oh so sweet. We see a quick shot of her screaming his name, and then we're back in present day with Tommy, and he goes to this girl's parents' house. The mother flips out, and he insists he didn't kill her, and she tells him to leave them alone and to go back to his own family. She slams the door, and sa and he says, I have no family. And Dominic Toretto heard that, and he's speeding towards Tommy as we speak. Because nothing is more important than family. Fast and furious. Ah. We then cut to a dad making dinner. He looks into a bubbling pot of chili or something, and his face is pulled into the pot, and then it's stuck on him, and he falls to the ground, and we just hear a kid go, Dad? <laughs> like, so, this kid has just walked in on his, like, dead dad on the floor. Amazing. Now we're in Jack's office. Him and Guerra are laughing and having a great time. And Guerra asks Jack, like, what his plans are for the water convention. So there's some big water convention coming into town, because, of course, there has to be some event that's in danger of being canceled with the ghost shark, blah, blah, blah. So Jack says he's thinking of canceling. Guerra asks if he's serious, and he's like, yeah, there's a serial killer on the loose drowning his victims. Could you imagine this at a water convention? Also, what the fuck is a water convention? Oh, hey, look at our new innovations in water. <laughs> it's H2O, but we're all like, H2, whoa! Like, I, I don't know what a water convention is. I fucked if I know. Maybe it's a real thing. I... I'm just saying, I have no fucking idea, but it sounds stupid. Guerra says that if he cancels the International Water Convention, it'll be devastating to the economy. Right, because in every one of these movies, it's always about the fucking economy and the mayor canceling shit. All the time. Tommy busts into the office, and the mayor asks what he's doing there, and Tommy says he's about ready to get his goddamn feet wet. Jack introduces Tom as an advisor. Tom just stands there as Jack says he's in the middle of a meeting. 
Then Tom says, well, now that we're all nice and cozy, he just leaves the office. Like, oh, we're all nice and cozy, and then just walks away. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) And then we see Tom walking down the street, and Guerra is following him. Tommy goes into an abandoned building or something. He starts pulling out a bucket and bottle of water. He mixes this in the bucket, and we just see Guerra and something glowing. Guerra goes, holy shit. We then cut to Jack on the phone with Ira, saying Guerra almost found out about the ghost shark. And then Guerra busts in and starts yelling at Jack. Tom comes in and pushes Guerra against the wall and says, if he follows him again, he'll tie a fish to his dick and feed him to a sea lion. And now that's one of my absolute favorite threats to threaten people with. Like, honestly. Oh, hey, yeah, you want to piss me off? Well, I'm going to tie a fish to your dick and feed you to a sea lion. (laughs) Like, oh, mwah. Brilliant. Guerra tells Jack that he summoned some sort of shark ghost, and Tommy corrects him, Ghost shark! (laughs) Yeah, no, not shark ghost, ghost shark. Very specific, two different things. Probably, I don't know. Jack then tells Guerra that there's no serial killer on the loose, it's a ghost shark. Guerra asks if that's why he wants to cancel the water convention because of some shark ghost. Jack slaps him, and he slaps him like... It's the most half-assed face slap I've ever seen, but hilarious. Because he stares at him like dead in the eye, gives him the laziest slap across the face, and corrects him and says, Ghost shark. (laughs) And then Guerra asks if there's any way to kill a ghost shark. Tommy says there is one way, and Jack interrupts and asks, hasn't he killed thousands of these things? And he's like, yeah, there's ghost makos, ghost hammerheads, and even ghost ghost sharks. But this is a ghost great white. Okay, so the different breed of sharks matter how you kill it when it turns into a ghost? Get fucked. Like, no. No. (laughs) Tommy then learns that Jack killed the St. Isabel ghost shark. So the one that they've been talking about throughout this whole fucking movie. Jack asks Guerra to leave. He tells Tommy what he's about to tell him never leaves the office. We then learn that Jack and Tony basically launched a fucking nuclear weapon on the city to kill the ghost shark. Tommy tells Jack that the nuclear blast didn't kill the ghost shark. Jack starts crying and he's like, oh, those people. (laughs) Yeah, so sad. And Tommy says it was the electromagnetic pulse that sent the shark back to Hades. So yeah, they dropped a nuclear fucking bomb on this place to kill a ghost shark because they're like, Well, we tried guns, so I guess nuclear weapons are, like, the only other fucking thing we can do here. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, man. Tommy then suggests that he can build a device to send out an EMP, but Jack doesn't want to because the whole city will lose power and people on life support would die, which I get, but one, this shark is killing people and will continue to do so if you continue to be a little bitch. Two... I imagine the fucking hospital has backup generators, so it's not like they'll die immediately. There's still time, you fucking dunce. Like, you don't get, like, pull the plug and then it's like, oh, well, they're dead now. <laughs> you have a little bit of time there. You're, It'll be okay. Tommy says he'd love to stay and suck on his dick longer, but it's a bit hard now that his dick's a pussy and then leaves. <laughs> like, oh, that, that was a fantastic line. It's not as good as, like, Shark Attack 3 Megalodon level, but it was still pretty good. Guerra comes back in and asks Jack what he's going to do. We cut to a bunch of dudes watching sports in someone's house. 
when it's interrupted by a news report that's on every channel. We hear Jack on the TV, but not really what he's saying. We can kind of just hear his voice in the fucking background. One of the guys gets up to go to a cooler and grab some beers, and his hand is grabbed. He starts shaking, and his eyes turn red, and he starts spewing water out of his mouth, and then he fucking dies. Then all the friends run away, and then we can hear Jack's voice on the TV saying, Auckland is under siege from a supernatural terror. One guy is chased down by the cooler. One guy sits on the toilet and is attacked. Another guy is attacked from steam from a kettle on the stove. And one by one, we see red eyes and then death. G'day, g'day, g'day. Don't skip. Let me interrupt the podcast that you're currently listening to with some blatant self-promotion. What do you get when you mix two Aussie mates, a splash of booze, well, more than a splash, and some microphones? You get Cheers Big Ears, hosted by myself, the Chad, and my mate, Matt, and sometimes, but more often than not now, my missus, Bobby. It's a podcast of adult beverages and not-so-adult conversation. It's not serious, far from it. Well, except for that one episode, but that was just that one. We're available wherever you get your podcast fix. Cheers, Big Ears. In Tommy's hotel room, we see him packing. We see the mayor in a dark room drinking booze. Tony's wandering the streets. Tommy then brings a sex worker back to his hotel room, and she takes her top off and starts listing her prices. She goes to undo his pants, and he stops her, and he says, like, I just want to hold you, or I just want to be held. And she's like, yeah, we can do that, I guess. He then starts hallucinating that the girl is Emily, the girl he was on the picnic with, and he starts telling her he loves her, and then he snaps back, and the prostitute gets off of him and leaves. She's like, you can't do that. So, like, she'll do all kinds of other stuff, but as soon as someone says loves you, she's like, no, I'm out. Weird um, way, weird place to draw the line, in my opinion, but I've never been in that line of work, so I don't know. It's It's weird to me. It's weird. So after she leaves, he's sitting on the bed, and he just starts punching himself in the face and starts crying. And then we flash back to Tommy and his dad, and Tommy's crying on the floor while his dad tells him it wasn't his fault, and that Ghost Shark only brings death, anguish, and broken dreams. Like, holy shit, man. What a dramatic bunch of fucking people. God damn. His dad says he talks about Ghost Sharks, and people think he's crazy, But when you're looking into the eyes of a ghost shark, your definition for crazy changes. (laughs) He then says he can't do it forever and Tommy needs to take over. And just for good measure, tells him how to kill a great white shark with an EMP. So, like, he just throws that little bit of information. Tommy, you need to take over. Oh, by the way, if you're killing a great white ghost shark, use an EMP. (laughs) Okay. And then says what he really needs is love. Yeah, sure, it'll take him to some dark places, but it'll always bring him back. Wow. Who knew the real superpower was love all along? Fuck me. All of my problems have been solved because all we need was the power of love. Thank you, Huey Lewis and the news. You have been right all along. So Tommy gets up, and then we get a montage of him building a fucking EMP. We then go to a news report about the mayor announcing the city's power will go out because they plan to detonate an EMP. And then we get some expert advice from a paranormal expert. And we learn here that all these ghost sharks are the sharks that have been victims of the shark finning trade. Now this I like. I kind of wish we explored this idea a little more because I think that's such an awesome idea. 
That's so fucking cool. So, like, these sharks are vengeful because they all died in the shark finning trade. Why the fuck didn't we explore that more? Like, you could still make this funny and also about this serious issue that's going on. I would have loved to have seen that explored. That would have been fucking great. And then we could have had, like, the sharks attacking these shark finning fishermen, kind of like the beginning of Sharknado, but, like, you make the whole movie about that. Again, I should just make a fucking shark movie at some point. God damn. I wish I had money and resources. Uh, and, like, commitment. <laughs> but, anyways, where the fuck was I? So, a reporter is out on the streets getting confessionals or whatever, and no one really seems to believe that the ghost shark is real. So, like, everybody... Like, we've seen a news report telling people about the ghost sharks, and everyone's like, oh, no, it's not real. It's kind of like an event that happened recently in the planet, around 2020 or so, and, like, there was stuff on the news, and people were like, oh, it's not real. <laughs> Anyways, now we're in a bar, and Tony tells the bartender to turn that shit down, and sitting beside him is the reporter, and he asks Tony if he really believes in ghost shark. Tony says he doesn't have to believe. He's seen ghost shark. The reporter just thinks he's crazy, and they kind of argue back and forth. And the reporter leaves to take a piss outside, and Tony follows him outside, yelling drunken ghost shark fucking nonsense, and how the ghost shark killed his wife and babies. And then the reporter says, do you think maybe it was your fault? Well, Tony doesn't appreciate that, and he hits him over the head with a bottle. The reporter goes to the ground, and Tony just starts stabbing him to death. Like, this guy is dead. Like, he is not coming back. He realizes what he did, tries to wake the reporter up, and yells, God damn, go shark! <laughs> oh, God. And then a passerby tries to help, and Tony chases him away. Tony covers the body and runs off, and rehearses a speech, like, asking Jack for help, saying, oh, I didn't mean it, I don't know what I did, I don't know what happened, blah, blah, blah. Tony then runs to some steamy fountain where we actually finally see a ghost shark appear. He kneels down for a bit, then looks up and sees his wife for a second in place of the ghost shark. He says, thank you. And then the ghost shark dives down on him and Tony is dead. Poor Tony. <laughs> it was also just weird that like the shark turned into his wife for a second or maybe that's just what he saw. I don't know. It was weird, but at least we actually got to see a fucking shark at some point now. So, yay. Later on, Jack goes to the crime scene and he holds Tony crying and yelling, "God damn, go shark!" <laughs> Tommy appears at the scene and Jack hugs him as he continues to cry. And then on a rooftop, Jack tells Tom he doesn't want to set the EMP off. Tommy says this is the closest he's gotten to revenge since a ghost great white killed his bride-to-be. Jack then says that the backup generators aren't ready, so I guess the hospitals do have backup generators, but they aren't ready. Why wouldn't they always be ready? Like, why you can't plan for a fucking blackout 90% of the time, so why aren't they ready? Something tells me you need to put some more funding into your fucking hospital, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Tommy says that his inaction is just going to get more people killed, which he's right. Like, Jack knows that Tony just died, and now he's having doubts about setting the EMP off. Like, wouldn't you want to do it sooner? Like, ugh, idiot. 
Jack says he doesn't want the people of this city to end up like Tony and ask Tommy if he's ready to detonate. So he's like just fucking changed his mind already. He's like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Tommy tells him to meet him at the dock in an hour. We see Guerra and his daughter getting ready to go out. They have a heartfelt moment as he apologizes for not being around much, and she says that mommy would have been proud of him, and he says they're leaving the city. Okay. Jack and Tommy are on the dock with the device. Guerra and his daughter see Jack on the dock, and he pulls over. He tells his daughter to stay in the car, and he runs to the dock. Like, you know what the mayor is about to do, what he's up against, and yet you decide to stop there with your daughter. Oh, good fucking job, Guerra. Fucking idiot. So yeah, he tells his daughter to stay in the car, he runs to the dock. Jack runs up to him and asks what he's doing, and Guerra can't believe he's doing this without the backup generators working. And I'm like, okay, Guerra, you're supposed to be all concerned, but yet you're leaving the city. I understand you have a daughter, and that's the best thing to do. But as a mayoral candidate, would you not want to stay in the city to show your support? No? that's I'm looking way too much into this. Holy shit. Tommy sees Guerra at the other end and yells at him and says, I told you what I do! So I guess he's trying to say, like, hey, there's a ghost shark coming. Great. And then we hear some water moving, and Tommy turns around and yells and tells Jack to get ready. At the end of the dock, we see an enormous ghost shark coming out of the water. It floats past Tommy and heads towards Guerra's daughter, who's gotten out of the car now. Guerra puts himself in front of her, and the ghost shark goes into him, and he is dead. Tommy runs to the shark and jumps into its mouth as the device detonates. Tommy and the shark disappear, and then we see the EMP kind of, like, go through the city. And then we cut to a, I think it's a hospital room, I'm not entirely sure, but it's a room with some medical equipment in there, and a younger woman is reading to an older woman who's hooked up to oxygen tanks. The power goes out, and the woman dies, like, immediately. So remember when I said this wouldn't happen? Yeah, it wouldn't, but it does in this movie, like, just dead. Power out, gone. The daughter cries, and sad music plays. We haven't seen these two before, by the way. Like, I have no idea. These are just one-off characters. It's like, ah, they're dead. Sad. Anyways, we then cut to an empty beach in black and white, and Tommy appears on the beach from a flash. He sees Emily, or hallucinates more like it, and he runs to her and says, just a little longer, Tommy. She disappears, and then we see Jack and Guerrero's daughter running away, and Jack is telling her to stop crying because Ghost Shark can swim in tears, and that he's going to take them to his office to hide out. It was kind of creepy, but I guess he's just trying to help the daughter out. I made it creepy. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We then see a news report that the city is mourning after the death of the other reporter, and there are blackouts and deaths, but I mean, they must have some power back on because the fucking news station's on, so... Yeah. Oh, here's a fucking idea. If the news stations had a backup generator, why the fuck didn't they give that to the hospital? Prioritize, people. Jesus. And then we cut to a man in shadow with his voice modulated. He almost looks and sounds like he should be in Anonymous. And he says they've been watching Jack and they don't approve. He tried to sell them the lie of a ghost shark and many people lost their lives as a result. Okay. So there's just, like, some anonymous-type purge-like group out there now that wants to kill Jack. First of all, they organize pretty fucking quickly. 
And they were a lot more organized than, like, the fucking January 6th attacks on the Capitol. So, <laughs> like, uh, wait, what? Never mind. We see some masked people trying to go after Jack and Guerra's daughter, and the ominous voice says they're going to kill him. There's a knock on the door, and some people angrily want in there. Back with Tommy in purgatory, I guess. He's swimming in a pool, and Emily appears, and she says, Look, no ghost shark. Come be with me. He swims over to her. They start making out. She tells him to forget about his old life and to join her. He pushes her away and says, You're not Emily. And she says, Well done, Tommy. Are you beginning to understand? Tommy asks, Understand what? She says, Understand what your world is doing to ours. And she dunks his head underwater. So, this Emily is a shark taking on the form of a human being telling this dude to stop hunting ghost sharks. Okay, let's explore this idea for a second. So if these ghost sharks are mad at the way fishermen are like just cutting off their fins and dumping their bodies because that's what shark finning is. They make shark fin soup, they cut the shark fin off, and then just dump the rest of the shark in the water. They don't use any of it. It's a disgusting fucking trade. So, if that's what's happening in this movie, why the fuck is this apparently super intelligent fucking species of ghost sharks attacking random human beings? Why the fuck would it not be attacking the fishermen or even the people that are eating the shark fin soup? Oh my god, could you imagine? Okay, so imagine this scene in a ghost shark movie. We're at like... Uh, a restaurant that serves shark fin soup. And then we have like a bunch of people at tables eating shark fin soup. And out of every one of those bowls, a fucking ghost shark comes up, bites their fucking heads off, and then just goes back into the soup. How awesome would that have been? Holy shit. Ghost shark three, anybody? I'll make it. Hell yeah. But anyways, I am getting, I don't even know where I am in the movie now. I'm so far off the fucking rails. So yeah, Ghost Shark, uh, taking Emily's form, telling Tommy that without their fins, they can't swim, and if they can't swim, they die. Fair enough. We're back in Jack's office. The daughter says she's scared, and we can hear the people outside the door getting tools to break in. Jack tells her not to worry that they're after him because he's done some bad things, and then he clears his conscience to this fucking 12-year-old girl. <laughs> like, I, I don't think she cares or probably understands what you're talking about, but whatever, do what you need to do. He tells her when they get in there to be brave. Jack asks the intruders what their demands are. He tries to defend his actions and says ghost sharks demand extreme actions and one of them agrees and asks for the knife. So yeah, they agree. They're taking extreme action by killing this dude who was like just trying to save them. Maybe he didn't go about it the greatest way, but he was trying and you guys are straight up killing people. He was trying to stop people from getting killed, but whatever. We cut back to Purgatory, and Tommy is where he last saw Emily alive, as Emily Ghost Shark tells him to accept his fate. It'll be quicker. He agrees and says, fine, if you're going to kill me, kill me. Just give me a couple seconds with her. And she's like, whatever you need. And then they hug for a bit. Tommy squeezes her. She asks what he's doing. And he says, you're a shark. If you can't move, you die. So he squeezes her until she stops and lays her lifeless body on the ground. 
So this super intelligent fucking ghost shark can turn into people in this like purgatory world and not turn into a shark when it needs to? Question mark? Ah, fuck, man. That's... Mm, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's some pretty loose fucking plot holes. Ah, fuck, man. I don't know. Again, I'm putting way too much thought into this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Back in the office, Tommy screams. He tears his shirt off and then magically appears in Jack's office and scares the intruders off. Jack asks where he's been and he says, long story. Jack asks, like, what they do now, and Tommy says he doesn't know, and he leaves. <laughs> so, okay. And then we get some title cards. Auckland went on to host the 83rd International Water Convention without incident. Marco Guerra was given a hero's funeral and won the election posthumously with 78% of the vote. Jack Broody retired from politics and adopted Martina, who later became a successful local politician. And then we see Jack opening up a letter on a dock. It's a letter saying Tony was dishonorably discharged from the U.S. Navy. I... I don't know why we needed to know that, but okay. And then we get another title card. Though history chose to forget Tony Palantine, Jack Broody chose to remember him as a friend. Tom Logan lived out his days in solitude. He never married. And then it ends with a voiceover of Tommy's dad saying, love is what he needs, blah, blah, blah. And that is credits. Like, Tom, your dad said that the answer was love, but you never got married. (laughs) You poor son of a bitch. (laughs) Fuck's sakes. Yeah, so that's Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws. Um... I would say the pros with this movie, it was pretty humorous at times. Like uh, a lot of the acting, the way they delivered lines, very intentionally comedic. Um, it was actually shot pretty well. It, it kind of hits a lot of the same beats or scenes in other shark movies, but executed a little bit more competently. The cons, the biggest problem, as I mentioned earlier, was that I love fucking Ghost Shark. I love that movie. One of the reasons that movie works is it's ridiculous and they have ridiculous kills, but we do still see, like, the shark or its fin, like, often enough that, like, we still feel like we're watching a shark movie. In this one, we see the fin once or twice, and then all the kills, like, we know it's a ghost shark because they tell us, but you could easily cut the ghost shark element out of this and just say it's some other supernatural entity because 90% of the time it's just, oh, I have red eyes and now I'm drowning, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> like, So I wanted to see more of the shark, and again, I also really wouldn't mind a proper sequel to Ghost Shark. Like, we won't get it, but I'm just saying. But I also would have really liked if they had explored this um, like shark finning um, aspect to it. I thought that would have been so fucking good. They... Oftentimes in movies, they'll kind of allude to that being a problem, but they never actually make the movie about that. I don't know if it's because they're scared of, like, cultural backlash or something, but, like, if you're already mentioning it anyways, then, like, just go for it. Fucking do it. Again, shark finning is fucking stupid. It's really fucking dumb, and I hate people that do it or participate in it. It's fucking dumb. Like, listen, if you're gonna eat... Like, I'm not a vegetarian or vegan or anything, but I'm just saying, if you're going to eat a fucking animal, don't eat, like, fucking one part of it and then just dump the carcass in. Like, one is wasteful. 
Plus, they're overfishing and killing off a lot of species. So, yeah, if you know somebody who's, like, participating in this, tell them to go fuck themselves and then die in a fire. I, like, even if it's your own grandmother. I, <laughs> I don't I don't imagine there's a lot of grandmothers out there doing shark finning, but I don't know. Again, I don't know any of these people, so there could be grandma... There could be a grandmother's shark fucking finning convention that I don't know about. Although, the idea of that is a little exciting to me, but terrifying at the same time. Anyways, that was Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws from 2015. Don't forget to follow me on all of the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Don't forget to check out the website, bucketofchumpodcast.com, and... You can now support the podcast on Patreon. Bucket of Chum has a Patreon page now. Right now, you can download the Bucket of Chum theme song. You can download wallpapers for your phone or your desktop. And then if there's enough interest in it, I will add more tiers in the future. So I'll do commentary tracks. I'll do exclusive mini episodes. I'll maybe even do like book reviews or something like that. It's good. Yeah, I got some good plans for the future, but I need there to be some interest first. So go ahead, head over to Patreon, support Bucket of Chum. You can get the link on the website or any of my social medias. And I will see you guys next week for a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum. (laughs) 